0: on and uh hopefully we'll be able to get everything together here uh milk crate brian's gone right now he's having a great time uh on a bachelor party somewhere yarr yar. are so have a great time milk crate and uh take care be healthy be happy Yari are wait boy just got on the uh in the shop here and boy oh boy does he have a wonderful looking shirt man oh man Yar. hey uh wade let's see if we can get a mic up for you but uh welcome welcome Howdy, howdy! Howdy, howdy! All that's right. a great looking shirt. I
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, just got it. Yeah, that's awesome.
1: Send a picture in, and they took they took the picture and put it on a it's a, a shirt, a Hawaiian shirt.
0: Holy moly! That's you on the shirt. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> like
1: you give them the picture, and and this is what I got it today. It's like, wow.
0: That looks great. Man, you are. Well, uh, welcome here to Racers Alley here at Mutiny Radio in the heart of the mission. Um, It's officially six o'clock, so we should have no weirdness going on beforehand. And we got some music going on. Mo Crate's gone for the day. He's, uh, like I said earlier, he's uh, over at a nice bachelor party. So we'll be hearing from him uh, next week. And uh, this week, uh, boy, oh, boy, let's see here. uh, Andrew Gower is going to be calling back again. He uh, ran the uh, San Pedro Mateo Hill Climb as well as the uh, Baja International Tourist Cup. And uh, I believe he has some questions for you, Wade, regarding the uh, Isle of Man and uh, and, and uh, road races over in Argentina and such. But uh, yeah, so he'll be calling in a uh, second week in a row. And uh, Yari Yari, welcome back again. And uh, Dave Thomas, uh, he's a name that I've heard before and uh, we've all heard at, uh, if you're a local here in San Francisco, California. But anyways, uh, he's ran racing here, at AFM and such. And uh, he also ran the uh, San Pedro Montiel Hill Climb and uh the baja international tourist cup uh wait did you have a chance to meet him by chance uh, dave thomas
1: yeah we'll yeah here and there
0: so uh yeah so anyways we'll be calling in um i'm gonna i asked pam uh, hopefully i'll be able to make them phones work and uh, we'll get a, a smooth show and uh, go from there but uh yeah so welcome back to races alley here at the meeting radio in the heart of the mission and uh yeah. So we'll go over again a little bit of the uh, San Pedro Mateta Hill Climb as well as the Baja International Tourist Cup and uh, go over some Mutiny Radio, uh, what's happening and what's going on. Actually, tonight, uh, Pam Tastic's going to be over at uh, the uh, bar on Dolores Street at 730 over at uh, 29th and Dolores. So uh, every uh, first and third Thursday, she's going to be over there having an outdoor show. She, she runs with uh, Mutiny Radio and such. And uh, great time to go out, uh, enjoy some out-time dining and uh, some good music and some good vibration. So, uh, she'll be performing tonight at the bar on Dolores street between seven, uh, between uh, 29th and Dolores at seven thirty tonight. So, uh, radio, please support us all. And, uh, yeah, Pam Tastic does a wonderful job of keeping our, our, our uh, studio here together and, uh, keep the ship running. So she's actually, uh, probably, uh, um, producing uh, six shows a, a week now she's actually uh, running a, a whole bunch of uh, you know independent comedy shows throughout the city and in different areas such as uh, Emperor Norton's at asiento uh, the joke workshop here in Florida Street and uh, you know Atlas cafe as well so uh, she's a very very busy woman trying to prom- promote comedy throughout the city which is really really cool you know it's a lot of hard work and uh, yeah. you know she keeps us going here as well. So uh, yar yar, uh, have a great night tonight, Pam, over at the bar on Delora Street at 7:30 p.m. We're at 29th and Dolores. Uh, come and support Meany Radio, and you can actually meet our Captain Pam uh she's the person behind the scenes here that helps uh, Racer's Alley out and uh, keeps us going here, which is really really cool. Yar. So uh, anyhow, we're gonna listen to a couple of tunes here while we get the show together. Uh, just got this on air, and I think everything's recording. Everything's good on time, and boy, it's, huh? I, I, I will not jinx us. So <laughs> let me put on some tunes here for a second. And um, yeah, we'll be back shortly. Cheers. Welcome to Racers Alley here at Meetany Radio in the Heart of Mission.
2: Thank you. That was a new one. This one's about faking orgasms. This is called Come Again.
0: Welcome back to Racers Alley here at Beanie Radio in the heart of the mission and boy you should see the shirt Wade has on it's a custom made and uh, it looks like a million bucks and yar uh, yar mate it's a All it's right. a wonderful shirt.
1: <laughs> yeah, it makes, it makes me feel like a million bucks. So yeah. it's uh, advertised on Facebook. All I know it's a Hawaiian shirt. It's got cactus and stuff on. It. You send them your picture and that's what I did and. It's a this. I use a picture of my DTR1 on the rear wheel. It looks it looks great. It's got a motorcycle. It's it's not something plain, but you you know you're supposed to send in your own. But you know I send my own, and yeah, it's really special.
0: Yeah, those guys did a wonderful job, and, uh, yeah, I hope to look forward to seeing those in the future. That's really, really cool. Yeah. And, uh,
1: yeah, right
0: on, right on. And uh, it's always nice also. I mean, that'll support racers and racing. I mean, that's, that's easily, you know, uh, advertising, uh, you know, in several ways, uh, which is really nice. It's something that sticks out that you don't see every day. It's, you know, not your regular black shirt with a, a name on it. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so it's it's really cool like that. You are Magnum P.I., Anyhow, uh, welcome back to Racers here at Meany Radio in the heart of the, uh, the mission, and uh, thank you, Pam-tastic, for having us, as always, uh, here at Meany Radio, and we're getting by so far, and uh, yeah, the year's getting down to a little bit of a wind-down uh, as far as racing goes, but uh, as time goes on, you know, it'd be nice to have a, you know... Uh, some of the racers that uh, ran with you over at the, Wade, at the San Pedro Martel Hill Climb, as well as the Baja International Tourist Cup, uh, call in. You know, uh, last time uh, we had, uh, you know, uh, Andrew uh, Gower called in, and uh, he's going to be calling in tonight again. And uh, Samuel Gluss thank you for calling in. And Stuart Clotworthy, again, thank you for calling in. They both ran over there at the San Pedro Martel Hill Climb and the, uh, 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 and the Baja International Tourist Cup. And everyone seemed to have a great time, right, Wade? Yeah.
1: <laughs> Everybody was on vacation it was a fun yeah Yeah, they tried really hard did whatever they could um there was a couple of bikes that fell down or whatever had a problem at the hill climb we got them going and everybody raced the cup and it was great
0: Well, you know, as I say, racing is camaraderie, so, I mean, uh, if someone had an issue, obviously, uh, everyone went in to help and, uh, you know, uh, went from there. I think one of the boys said he actually ended up uh, leaving his bike there overnight and, uh, you know, picking it up the next day. I figure it's Samuel Stewart, but anyhow, um, yeah, it's it's great, and... uh, already uh pedro has uh pedro valdez valdez thank you very much for putting on these uh great international races here at uh you know baja with the uh san pedro Mateo hill climb and the baja international tourist cup and i already heard 2022 he's got things going he's asking for input from the racers and um i think it'll actually just do nothing but grow more you know i mean yeah, uh, totally. once folks get out there and especially once we get the uh you know particular COVID blues down and hopefully things get better next year i mean uh, more people will be traveling and, and going out and then you know uh there, there's the the bevy of racers who actually race this race which i will go over the uh um I guess you could say the, the, the finishers' list, I guess, uh, what you call it. Uh, however, I, I will go over all the names, but uh, there was a, every class of, of, of a racer there, and you know, which is really, really cool because uh, you know uh, there were beginners and there were you know experts when it comes to actually road racing proper. You know uh, As far as road racing goes, it's a very, very unusual uh, sport. Uh, you have to get your head around it. It's not like a, a track where you're actually sitting there and uh, have uh, these uh, safety boundaries, so to speak. Uh, you're actually out there uh, doing the hardest thing out there in the world. There, There is no, um, how do you say, um, well it's it, there's no runoff you know if if anything no is runoff there's you no know, and you got to be really really careful and you, you got to you you really do have to get your head around uh, certain things there and uh you know one of them is uh you know uh, you are out there in the middle of nowhere and I saw you know as far as the racing goes there was all types of motorcycles from uh, 400s to super motos and such and you know we had a lot of local racers that I'd like to hear from uh, you know uh, you know it's as far as uh, everyone here you know I mean Crispin ran out there and you know we do. Uh, Andrew called and uh, Dave's calling tonight but uh, yeah everyone out there who ran uh, Eric ran out there with you for subculture racing yep. uh, Mark Miller I'd love to hear from and uh, yeah it'll be nice to hear from all these folks over the next uh, few months. Uh, Bridget Laverre, I mean, boy, she ran on well, she ran as well, and I believe on a smaller bike. Uh, it would be nice to know she's an AFM local racer, and she, uh, you know, uh, she rode a Royal Enfield. A Royal Enfield.
1: Yeah. Wow. Sponsored yeah. Sponsored with a Royal Enfield, he gave her one. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's it's a flat tracker, but anyhow, she, she took a flat tracker out there and she did the hill climb. Uh, did just under twenty minutes or something. And she took it to the, the cup and tried road racing it, but she said the frame was bent it wobbled, blah, blah, blah. So <laughs> the guy that uh, – his bike failed. He couldn't find a front wheel for it in time to do the hill climb. Um, or the cup, he was out, and he got to ride it. And yeah. And he, he was really big guy, and he goes, if you get over the handlebars, <laughs> it won't speed wobble.
0: So yes, uh, he was he called us last week. Um, anyhow um, – yeah it's all about just going out there and having the spirit and stuff and yeah I think Stuart, right, yeah. Stuart might have ran the uh, uh the, sharing the ride and had a great time Everybody yeah had a great time well also i mean if 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 it comes to a point where you can actually um finish a race you know uh stewart like said you know he had the the, the uh, enfield on the uh uh the uh, uh international tourist cup yeah. it was different than the hill climb the international tourist club you probably had to do wide open for a hair, yeah
1: which one the hill climb
0: actually you uh, both you, you were wide open on of, both both courses a,
1: yeah yeah the, the hill climb was a straightaway it was a long straightaway or so but the road race it was capped all the time wow whatever you're on as fast as you can go the smooth road is smooth it'll do 170 plus uh there's one corner you gotta slow down for and then you you come to the top of the hill and there's whoa this guy's sitting sittin there go that way go way, and then he's not there so you go that way <laughs> and then you go over this road same thing it's all straight away there's like four corners you got to worry about and you go slow down under 170 miles an hour
0: Yeah. So Hope your
1: bike and your suspension will put up with that road.
0: Getting out there. So, uh, that being said, a um, uh, full tank of gas for the four laps?
1: Yeah. Because um, um,
0: um, I heard they're around five-minute laps for the International yeah, Tourist did, Cup.
1: It was supposed to be in a race with pit stops and everything, but... Um, they got to close the road they i don't think they could close the road for an hour and a half
0: yeah yeah it's, so they
1: closed it for like half an hour at a time and that wasn't bad you know people were pissed whatever but they it, it was mexico it, it flowed it was okay so i don't think you can sh- shove it down for much more now we could make five laps we can't make ten
0: gotcha yeah yeah because uh as as you know other road races like the Isle of man they're shutting down public roads people tend to get a little bit miffed and uh, that was actually was a holiday weekend well, from what uh, i recall yeah that's, so there, it was there is uh, <laughs> a way around the
1: island yeah and the course is closed on this one you're cutting down the highway boom no you shut down the highway here and you shut it down here it goes straight through there is no other way gotcha so yeah we so, got you gotta, Most people don't know what's going on. Wah, wah, wah. You know?
0: It'd be great to give them a ticket and so watch they, on the they, sidelines. My word
1: was they thought we were making a, a movie or commercial or something. <laughs> you know? Well, that's yeah. okay. Just, let them think what they want to think. Just
0: hand everyone something. Yarr, yar. Right on, right on. Well, uh, let's take a little bit of a break before we get a call in. I think, uh, let's see here. Andrew Gower is going to be calling us. And uh, hopefully I I asked Pam uh, to figure out how to answer the phone and stuff since, since Milk Crate is here in here and i think we figured this one out so uh, we're gonna listen so, to uh yeah we'll <laughs> we'll cross our fingers and uh yeah let's listen to rings. some tunes rings. once it rings i push that white button i answer it and i say are you on the air do you mind no and i put that down and i push that up all right so i got that on air so theoretically pam taught me yar so uh all right let's listen to some music here and uh i forget who i have on propaganda over here so yeah cheers Welcome back to Race's Alley here at Meet Me Radio in the heart of the mission. I wonder if we are, andrew did i get you on the phone
3: yeah hey how's it going
0: holy bully! i made it work wade first time in three years i actually got this to work right without a milk crate here welcome back on our show how are you doing
3: good good thanks for having me
0: always a pleasure boy oh boy you know uh we were talking last time and uh, wade was just mentioning earlier about the races over here in uh, the baja international tourist cup as well as the uh, san pedro mountain hill climb and uh yeah you know apparently you know everyone everyone there was uh, family like and helped everyone out and you know a really cool atmosphere like that and uh you know it was really really cool as far as that goes i mean uh, how how did you feel about the whole event
3: uh definitely it was a pretty positive experience overall um yeah it was a pretty pretty tight knit community especially uh you know being the the first year's run um you know um you know, if people needed help with like a, a little bike, a bike thing, or you know, missing gas, that that was always the problem with uh, finding like high high octane gas in the middle of nowhere, in Mexico.
0: Yeah, uh, Wade, so. what did you guys? Did you take gas down or?
1: No, we just bought pump gas.
0: We just okay, street bikes. So basically, you all had to get your own gas down there, right, Andrew?
1: Yeah, and you had to get like the gas yeah. station before the the place which is 50 miles in front of the place
0: so did you all bring your own uh uh, yeah i I imagine uh, i would bring like at least a couple of five gallon jugs or what were you thinking
1: there you couldn't bring anything across the border you can't import fuel so you've got to buy fuel in mexico you can call ahead there was a guy that had fuel and everything but.
3: yeah so uh technically technically there's there, there's a lot of restrictions when you go across the border um funnily enough i accidentally forgot like one and a half gallons of uh 91 and one of the fuel jugs i brought so i just brought a couple of empty fuel jugs but uh we had such a such a easy crossing experience probably helps that i've been across that border like 10 times um <laughs> but they actually let us go across with uh, the tires and gas that we're not really supposed to have but uh yeah, I mean there's plenty of pumps along the way so you just you know bring some empty fuel jugs and and then um buy gas there and Honestly, it works out because the gas is a lot more expensive in California.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, right, yep. I didn't think about that. <laughs> right on, right on. Yeah. So you know, we're we're you know uh, talking last time a little bit, and you were getting your head about the road racing. Um, how do you feel now, as far as being a road racer? I mean, have you have you put your head around it a little bit more and uh, thinking about the future as far as uh, doing that again?
3: Yeah, I have. Um I actually have been thinking about road racing a lot more. I obviously, you know, I'd heard of the big events like Oh Man, that I think, you know, any motorcycle racer knows. But there's a lot there's a lot more smaller ones around around the world, especially in the, you know, the UK and Ireland. So I kinda looked into some of those, just watched them. A bunch of a uh, a bunch of uh like Irish people and British people have been been adding me on Facebook since I saw you know, all the social media stuff. Um, so I've been watching more more of that. Um it's it, it's hard it's hard to say whether I'd want to do something like the Isle of Man or not. That's you know, definitely really intense. Um but uh I, I'd say it, it'd be a, a good bucket list item. You know, if someone uh if someone tomorrow was gonna say, Oh, here's a, here's a paid ride or a free ride, you know, just uh pack your gear up and fly there then I definitely wouldn't say no.
1: <laughs> yeah, of course not.
0: <laughs> well i mean um road racing is something that you really want to get your head around if you really really got to want to do it i mean for most people being on the track uh practice days uh you know track days that fulfills a a, a, a ton of dreams you are and then if you're a, a, a different sort you want to become a racer and a motorcycle racer is actually again uh, a different sort of man i mean uh Uh, there's a lot of risk involved. I mean, you are directly involved with (laughs) anything you do that happens to be wrong, you will be bouncing off the ground, Uh, unlike a car where you will have, you know, all types of protection. Um, Road racing, as far as real road racing per se, like European, um, you do not have the protections that you would hear in America or in a lot of tracks. I mean, you're basically raw and um, it takes a lot of gumption to be able to do that and uh you know i'm very proud of you did it i mean it yeah i imagine it must have been a decision at one point where you kind of wondered you know i was like Is this what i want to do or what i didn't but you did it anyhow and yeah that's a really big deal you know
3: <laughs> thanks yeah you know i sat down for like a day um i'm trying to remember how i even got turned on to the event i think it was I think it was just as, something as like Facebook um, and some uh, some other, you know, California writers talking about it. And I uh, you know I looked into it and saw the, uh, you know, saw talked to uh, the organizer Pedro, and I saw it was all you know pretty legitimate. Um, there's, you know, yeah. not not every not every organization runs to the same standards. Let's just say that.
1: Yeah, we all um, are worried but, about that. Well, what is he real? What's what's going on here? he's done a couple hill climbs and so we gave it a go
0: yeah and uh, the fact of the matter is i mean you got to start somewhere and uh when we went to argentina you know uh that was a very different story as well i mean i was sitting there literally uh unemployed uh uh living on wade's couch after i got hit by a car and uh boy oh boy he goes you know um uh guess what i heard about and what happened you know, from
1: yeah. there, we actually totally got taken care of, and so those guys have been doing cane. They invited us to go there, uh, maybe next year, but anyhow. Um, so I'm still in contact with the guys down there in Australia or Argentina. Argentina, that's another one, another A.
0: Yeah, and uh, you know when you, you know it's it, there are races now that are happening. It seems to be in South America as well as cane. You know. Um, Which is really, really cool. It's happening. Uh, They've wanted to do road racing over at one point, I think, back east, uh, you know, about 10 years ago. But they they had this whole thing together. They had it all set up, like, somewhere up there near Canada border or something. And then they figured out it was, like it was moose season yeah
1: it was, <laughs> it was a great track but there was moose in the road they're huge no way you know, and,
0: it happened to be a carrot you know that was their migration season so basically mooses were around running across all over the course which immediately you know put the kibosh on that big race but people have been trying to do road racing uh, you know over the years i think they just wanted to have one over at the isle of white that just got yeah. canceled uh Oh. And, uh, yar, uh, do, do, you know, yeah. uh you know covid whatever uh makes Europe's
1: Europe shutting down so we got you got to get in what you can get right, right away.
0: And uh right now South America's great and uh Pedro's going to be doing a great job and uh yeah yeah, you know um I'm glad you went out there and uh what is so for next year what would you do?
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a big question. Um well, as far as road racing well, I, I I do wanna I do wanna do you know, more professional AMA racing uh in Moto America. But uh, definitely I'm gonna have to go back uh for Pedro's Pedro's events like that uh Baja International Tourist Cup and the um San Pedro Martir Hill Climb. I'll be I'll be back there, both of those. but probably in the same class. Um I do uh, I do race to six hundred occasionally, so I'm not sure if it'd be worth you know riding the bigger bike or not <laughs> um so i'll definitely be back there we'll see on what bike
0: <laughs> yeah well now that you have your head around it you know it's always nice to uh um, you know uh either you're gonna have uh nightmares until you go out again or you're gonna like go faster next time you go out again i've had a little bit of both over the years but uh you are, you know um it's great that you did it. And mm-hmm. you know, like I said, you're you're part of a really individual uh a club. Like I said, you know, uh the cane road races are out there. I'd love to go hit and David Paredes, our Argentinian pal, yep. you know, he uh invited us over to Argentina uh to do the uh yeah, Copina road races. Yeah,
1: Copina 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 Copina. So and uh y- was, you'll have to Oh,
0: sorry. Yes.
3: I was going to say you will have to tell me how you uh how you worked out racing down in Argentina. I mean, did, did you bring bikes <laughs> like no.
1: ship them on a no. on a ship or No, they how have that all work out? They have plenty of bikes. Um it was it was David. David has a shop and he sets everything up. So he's a, a TT rider and he's like he's the man in Argentina. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and he's a TT. He's an international TT racer in Argentina. and Yeah, him and his pal did great over there. And um, yeah, so he yeah. he has his own thing.
1: Yeah, back then it was uh, him and Walter. Uh, yeah, yeah, Walter. Hmm? But uh, anyhow, yeah, he he puts it on. So he took he took care of us all the way. We got we got somebody else's used bike, whatever. But we got bikes to play with. Um, Alex had to wait for his... Because he was kind of unexpected. Oh, I don't know if I can get it. So, But they got him a bike.
0: A brand new ZX6. Uh, uh, yeah, back then it was 2010. 2010, they got me a brand new ZX6 uh, to race out there. Um, yeah, it was... A, yeah, yeah, so we had a dynamite It, it, it was an honor.
1: Yeah, and it was an honor for us. It was an honor for them to have guests like us. And they tried to put on a show they tried to have a make a TT out of it the return road was way too greasy <laughs> way too greasy couldn't do it um but we had a dynamite time i'd go back in a hot second
0: yeah they uh they actually uh you know it, it it's very rare that you get treated like royalty um though interestingly enough i've never been a uh 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 how do you say a uh, Richard, with a lot of trophies or anything, but uh, when I went to the T TT, you know, they treated me with a shit ton of respect, and uh, you know, you'd have cameras in your face and stuff, and you know, uh, we did that a few times, Wade, and then when Argentina, same thing, you know, they were really, really nice and very, very cool like that, and we, we were on the radio, we were on the news, and you know, everyone treated us wonderfully, uh, and that country was a beautiful country, it still is, I'm sure, uh, it's just like it was. Um, but the back roads back there, unlike, I, I guess, well, actually over there, they, they did go on the uh, freeway as well for a second. As, as well as what happened before, they, mm. they had to shut off the freeway part because it ended up getting in people's way and also the oil from the buses. Yeah. So that's how come they cut the Copina race down. Yeah, but uh, So it was
1: just a hill climb.
0: Yes, well, it was a it was a route. St- 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 <laughs> anyways, it went in a circle. But it was a great hill road. like you know, like I was saying, mines road and stuff. But the the uncanny thing about Capina actually uh, was the fact that it was perfectly smooth. It was like rac- rac- <laughs> racetrack smooth.
1: Yeah, it was. Beautiful.
0: It, it was very yeah. very crazy as far as that actually went. You know, but
1: that's what the the first half of um uh, the road race of the international cup was like it's like it's like two lanes four lanes whatever beautiful this way that way you get to the top of the hill dude so it's go that way and you you go on this gnarly road
0: <laughs> you are
1: okay. gnarly all the way back to, to start finish
0: so you had uh, uh yeah a and b you are andrew yeah, when you,
1: yeah, I, what
0: did you run like actually the for the for for the big for the big race the uh, international tourist cup what were you on
3: I ran a Ninja 400. Okay. Um, were you I bouncing? Then, uh, <laughs> yeah, I needed to uh, soften up the suspension. So we had a, we had a, like a condensed format. Um, so we didn't get as much practice and qualifying time as we were expecting. Um, so we went out and did that. And um, I, I didn't want to change anything just because the bike was working decently. You know, it was a little too stiff. But usually, usually you don't want to make any big changes before you go, you know, do an actual... Uh, like racing uh, like an actual race event, <laughs> yeah so, um so we went and did that, and um the bike, and the interesting thing with that TT the the t course was like Wade was saying, the first section is like perfect it's um it's like a really well paved highway almost like a racetrack, really nice, smooth, but then when you get off um you get off that section the other part of the highway was a little bit more, um, more like bumpy and had some cracks and a little bit of like dirt and stuff. So the bike worked really well in that one section, (laughs) but then, you know, it was a little bit stiff for, for the bumpier section. So it was kind of, you know, picker poison, I guess. Um, and then I was going to soften it up and try trying the last run, but it had to be cut short. Um, so I'm definitely looking forward to seeing how that goes next year. I'm sure we can Cut some time. Um, yeah. And, uh, I forgot. Yeah. I was going to say, uh, I was going to ask Wade if he, if he liked doing more of the, the A to B sort of hill climb um, or if he liked having actual circuits. I had never done a race where it was just, you know, a sprint like the hill climb where it was just from point A to point B, which was a little bit different you know it's pretty it's kind of exciting it Reminded me of like a like an early 90s uh, racing video game where you're like <laughs> racing and, and all the stages change you know it's like you're going through europe yeah. and then you're in africa and the road's changing because um because you know the the bottom section had its own pavement and at some point so it was kind of getting my teeth rattled out and then it would smooth out a little bit and become tighter so that's pretty cool and you know unlike a circuit where you know you know maybe you you met, you made a mistake in this one corner you can just you know fix it the next lap
1: there's only one lap right <laughs> so whatever you whatever you do is you what you get. that's the true nice, <laughs> the nice thing about the hill climb is you get two tries at it at pike's peak you only get one try at it
0: wow i didn't know that
1: yeah um so yeah it's it's nice but i'm, I'm thinking about i'm doing a sidecar this year also um so it'll cut me down to one for the sidecar and one for my solo because uh, Doug, the sidecar guy, needs need somebody to compete against. I'm trying to get some other sidecars guys to show up, too, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah. You need a street sidecar, not a... You, you know, you can't have a racing sidecar. you just got to have a suspension. There's a creek crossing at the, at the bottom of the hill. There's no water, but it's... It's got two jumps.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm glad both you guys are making plans for next year, uh, Andrew and Wade. You know, I mean, um, as myself, you know, we've been on um, roads like uh, of the aisle like a uh, Solby Street, which, is, well, you're, you're kind of not really like sitting on the bike. So I was wondering, Andrew, when you were in all these, and Wade, when you were all in, in the in the so-called rough territory on the uh, Baja International Tourist Cup. Were you now jockeying, where you were sitting up and off the seat, and you know letting the bike, you know, do its thing?
1: Yeah, yeah, as much, yeah. As, much as you can put up with. Gotcha. Because it's you gotta uh, go all, like all the way.
3: You yeah, know?
1: you know. And on,
3: the 400, on the four hundred, on um, the four hundred, not as much, but definitely there were. There's probably like two sections where I would very purposely get up all the way off the seat kind of
1: there's a bump coming up up. (laughs) yeah
3: there's a there's a section in the back straight where it's just straight but it gets bumpy and there's some big dips and the supermoto you know the bikes with longer suspension they can they can kind of absorb that a little easier but (laughs) the little 400 not so much so i'd get all the way up off the seat and no just let <laughs> it do its thing and yeah. hold on and hopefully okay. it keeps going in a straight line
0: <laughs> well uh that's that's part of road racing actually you're kind of being a jockey and uh welcome to the majors you know uh yeah so that's something you're gonna you know see more in the future and uh you'll you'll actually use towards your advantage because uh, no matter what you're on you know you're going to be doing that uh at some point or another uh, especially if you're flying you know um, when i went to the aisle a couple of times uh, i came back and you know my tires were looking you know okay you know wade's tires would come in you know uh, and they would look like shredded i mean just and what's happening is where you know i'm i'm still at a certain speed where i'm kind of um you know uh, contouring the tarmac you know uh, at the higher speeds you know they're they're skipping off the tarmac beep 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 and it tears the shit out of shit right you <laughs> something <know>. like that <laughs> yeah it, it it's, it's incredible you know after a certain speed you kind of like start to you kind of need to float off certain things you know right yeah
1: yeah you don't want to go down in the hole you want to go over it yeah exactly so I, w-
3: I was uh i was amazed how well my uh i actually took some photos i had couldn't believe how good the tire wear was because, um, like you're saying when the road was, you know, it's not like a, like a perfect Grand Prix track surface. Um, I was really expecting the tires to get shredded, but, um, I, uh, I kind of took a gamble with this, um, harder endurance compound from Pirelli. They have oh. a, a, DOT SE3 and I, I picked that and, uh, Wow. So you did, thought about did some, this? Like, remo- yeah. I did some remote suspension setup with Jason Hans, JPH suspension and, we dialed it in, and the tires are looking, you know, like a like a like a beach shore, just like really smooth tire wear. Um, so that kind of surprised me actually. I was really I was really expecting to just destroy the tires, like you were saying.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, uh, I ended up. Uh, what year was that? Anyway, so Wade and I went, and I ended up buying the wrong tires. I ended up going with some Dunlop sponsored. Uh, I forget what it was, but you would think that the island man wanted a certain set of tire and this was quite the opposite and the tire guy actually laughed at me and goes "Yeah." are so he ended up taking the tires from me and giving me the proper tires to race on and uh, he sold that during the fortnight with you know everyone's buying shit over there and it was really really cool but yeah it's it's very interesting that uh, what you would expect would work would actually be you know different you know, yeah. especially out there. <laughs> yeah, <So laughs> road I mean, racing's different. It's yeah. not uh, track racing. It's, uh, it's uh, yeah. So okay.
1: I started to put some trick Metzlers. It was so, sort of like rain tires. I had big old tits on. I barely wore the tits off the left side. <laughs> One Sunday morning ride took care of everything. They're all done in now. Yeah. <laughs> but so it it wasn't uh, big on tire wear really, because there's only about three or four corners you got to deal with. It's basically straight line speed.
0: For the uh, uh, Baja International Tourist Cup? Yeah. Wow. Okay. So uh, it's like uh, what wh- you did the Northern, yeah? Is it something like that in a triangle or is it, you know?
1: Uh, uh, kind of, the first pla- place is basically straight because it's, but it's it's not really straight. You get a couple corners out of it uh, and then, then dude says, turn that way. And you go down this road, you got about four corners to deal with. You have more bumps and stuff to deal with than dips. You got there's, the thir- there's on a the the lot of the straightaway. Train. There's three dips that you can't see them. You got to time it. Oh, this one. in the like I said, there was a turn work or a, not not turn but a photographer. I want to see his photos. <laughs> he, he was sitting in the at the, the third dip. And so I was, I wow. got a time pretty good. And then he moved.
0: <laughs> <laughs> gotta make him stay or put a put a flag next time. Yeah. <laughs> so how'd you feel out there? You know, uh, Andrew, did you uh, were you were you pinned? Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, where were you? You know.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, I'd say. Uh, <laughs> I'd be pretty interested to look at the data from the bike uh, i I have uh videos I need to go through still but i I'd say a Huge. good ninety percent of the track I was pinned being on the, the four hundred <laughs> i mean I'm sure even on a six hundred you'd just be wide out most most of the time um it it was fun like uh you keep saying it's different than racing on a circuit and it really is you you kind of think that it's you know basically the same thing You're just on a race bike but not a public street but there's just like all these little nuances that you don't really know that you don't know you know like um i i, I found out that was one thing that's kind of helped me just be smoother on the bike and maybe drop a little bit of time was instead of just taking what you would think would be the perfect line you kind of have to look at
1: the road and
3: there are some sections where like one one side of the road or one lane would be way way better surface than the other so even though it looks, like You know, it would just be yeah. easier to carry a little bit more speed. and
0: I call that and, uh, surfing. The, In, uh, <laughs> yeah, you, you really, yeah, you, you find things that, that just, and you're trying to make up uh, this road racing. Basically, you're racing time as a road racer. And, um, yeah, it, the fact that you just said that means you've already understood what's going on. You know, the fact that you saw like RER and that'll do better, even though that's not logical, but it worked, you know, I mean, road racing, yeah, the other way might have actually cost you time because it might have been bumpier or, you know, set you up in a different line, you know, but it's it's your, your brain's reacting differently than you would in a normal course, because a normal course you have, uh, what, uh, 8, 12, 16, 24 laps. They're you smooth
1: know. and everything's perfect.
0: Yeah, this you're actually yeah. evaluating you're a bomber, you know, you're evaluating everything as chafes going on around you, I mean, it's, uh, and your bike has never been through this. It's a whole new horse, I mean, uh, yeah, you got to be proud, I mean, the input that you got on this is just invaluable because you've never had it before. This is like, the real deal i mean you could go mine's road and have fun getting to the junction but no this is a race this is time this is a whole different mental mentality and uh yar yar. you know i'm sure you picked up a lot of information
3: <laughs> De- definitely thanks yeah i i found the yeah just everything about it a lot of it mentally was just more exciting you really uh you ride with a different mindset like you said you're you're just racing the clock but just uh, instead of just instead of just like really focusing, you know, like I'm a hundred, hundred one percent into this corner, you know, trying to not tuck the front or whatever it is, or you know, making this pass on this other guy. You, you I mean, you're, you're still trying to go really fast, right? You're trying to set the best time you can, but in the back of your mind, you're really also re- you know, you're thinking about, okay, well, if I crash here, I'm just flying through this rock wall. <laughs> so you know um you, you gotta think about that, you know, you can't just there's no sand trap or or gravel trap or whatever, and you know, maybe
1: like a little dog's gonna run onto the road or. Yeah, if you're lucky, or or who knows the, what you'll make it to the <laughs> corner that has the ambulance. <laughs>
0: but that being right, said, yeah, now I mean,
1: <laughs> um, now, when you see the ambulance, you you know that you can just really send it in the next
3: turn because at least they'll get to you pretty fast. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh,
0: maybe we should all carry flare guns in the future. But uh, anyhow, that being said, I mean, no, I mean, uh, you figured out that you need to do a different line to get through a different thing. I mean uh and you're not really it's about putting your knee down it's now about getting through getting through a road as fast as you possibly can and using body english you're doing a whole you're dancing with the bike in a different way because every turn could be different and you don't know until you see it and you're you know um you're fighting time so this is actually probably i mean uh, the first form of a free racing is a, a pro you probably have ever done you know unless you guys motocross i mean i guess motocross is kind of different like that but uh yeah you went into a place that you've never been to went as fast as you possibly could in an environment that was um sometimes hostile you know and, uh, the fact that you did it and that uh, you know you're going to go back next year you're just going to be faster next year and uh yeah and uh yeah it's a it's a it's a, it's a whole different experience right
1: yeah
3: yeah even uh even motocross it's i mean it's still i, I think a lot different than even motocross because I, i'd probably ride motor um i'm working a lot this off season to actually like you said go faster next year uh, of course on you know the the pro stuff but also the the road races so i'm working with uh ethan Chaplock to you know get in shape but i've been riding motocross about once a week but you know you're still on a closed circuit you don't you know you're not worrying <laughs> so much about uh, just uh, just all those conditions that you kind of deal with on like a public street you know
1: on the motocross track you with you know parameters. that there's not going to be
3: do I try? I don't with, know.
1: With the parameters. I can... Yeah, your edges are different you're, you you cannot mess up out there in Mexico. You cannot get off to fall off. Yeah. You know they'll save you hopefully um, but nobody wants to go there
0: yeah and uh i i believe uh you know andrews i cutting you off there for a second um uh i had my mics on kind of weird but uh anyhow um yeah you did it you're one of the road racers that uh you know in california and i'll be naming off all the names but yeah we should probably uh have pedro make some patches you know, let's get some patches up here for all the boys and girls who ran it because they can actually have one over at the races and go, yep, that's what I did. You know, and I I think that would be a good idea. I'll have to talk to Pedro he, he about that. He is making some. Good, you are. For next year, I, whatever. But yeah. yeah, but uh, I think everyone who ran should definitely wear one. And you should be very proud, Andrew. And, you know, uh, from here, you should probably be faster. I mean, uh, I know that uh, nowadays, uh, you know... Uh, yeah it's, it's 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 a whole different ball game i mean everything's so safe out there but uh uh yeah think about the manx gp yeah right
1: <laughs> they run 400s out there <laughs> there's a whole bunch of complications there. <laughs>
0: yeah i know they just cut that down a hair you know but uh yeah but the, anyways i'm still thinking about the manx gp i'll never give up on that and i just need to get out and start racing again next year myself but, uh, working on that and things are going that way but uh yar. yarr so um anything you have to say for any sponsors or anything
3: um definitely uh like like i said I'd, I'd like to thank ethan at southern pride performance for uh helping me get in shape this off season you know thanks again to jason hans for helping set up the bike for that event um carter's at the track helping me get that experience uh Riding, making sure the bike's ready to go.
0: Ooh, Carter's at the track. Um,
3: and then Brakes helping me to uh, stop and not fly off the cliff. <laughs> <laughs> um, and CT Racing Pirelli tires so that I also uh, cannot fly off the cliff. I was actually I was actually able to get my knee down uh, every lap on that first turn of the TT, um, which I, I didn't expect. And uh, I really didn't think it was a big deal, but I did have a few people kind of come over and say, oh, you're the only one actually doing that. Uh, um, Those those tires were able to stick. I I really thought one time I I, kind of went a little wide and got into
1: the gravel and the bike just stuck, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, you kind of
3: did.
0: I think I saw that on Facebook. It stuck. It was a
1: little bike. It just was, I'm just getting through here.
0: Yeah, I think I saw a new. Uh, there is something on Facebook book, uh, of, of you dragging your knee. I, I saw that somewhere. If I find it, all, yeah, I'll, I'll yeah, head it yeah. towards you. Yeah, yeah that was. Uh, they had some cool videos out there. Uh, yeah,
3: it's cool to be able to say you know that you you know drag knee on some race bike in a public street in Mexico. Um,
1: well, in <laughs> yeah, a road I'm race, sure it'll be a big deal. It's when a road I'm, race. Seven years old. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> looking for that picture.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's a road race. You are. Uh, yeah, so. Yeah, be cool about that. Yeah. You're you're a badass now. Yeah, yeah. So uh anyhow, uh feel free to call in soon. Uh we're gonna take a short break here and uh Andrew, uh thanks for calling in again and uh yar, yeah, uh congratulations. Awesome. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Anytime, mate. Yeah, eh? yeah. Be safe, brother. <laughs> it's awesome. Well, thanks, for Andrew, for calling in here at Racers Alley at Muni Radio and second time in. And, uh, yeah, um, being a road racer is a whole different thing. He ran the San Pedro Montréal Hill Climb and the Baja International Tourist Cup, uh, Thank you, for Pérez uh, Valdes-Valdes, for running these races. And, uh, you know, I want to get more racers uh, who ran that race calling in. Uh, Samuel Gluss and Stuart Clotworthy called in last time. And uh, Stuart actually ran the Royal Enfield uh, that we were talking about earlier. But, uh, yeah, it was a nice story last week. Uh, you know, um, it would be nice to get everyone involved uh, to talk about the race and, uh, you know, get road racing uh, going here. Uh, we have a very... Uh, close country down south and we can start getting uh, racing going down uh, uh, well it's a different type of racing road racing but uh, yeah anyhow uh, welcome back to Me Radio here at uh, uh, Racers Alley and uh, let me take a break for a sec cheers oh, yeah. You are. Welcome back to Racers Alley here at Meetany e Radio in the heart of the mission. We and I we're just jabbering, uh, you know, John about, uh, boy, you know, Hawk Mazada. <laughs> he's uh, done the motocamp and, uh, you know, we've, uh, he's been our guest uh, here at uh, Racers Alley uh, more than once. And, uh, you know, he's running a uh, kid motocross series and such. However, uh, you know, the exciting news is he came out of retirement to uh, run a pilot, a, a number 121, nowoski i believe extreme performance bagger and i believe uh they're, they're going to be racing uh, december 11th and 12th here wade uh here in the sonoma uh the sears Grabby, point Grabby you guys. know actually what i call it and uh yeah and that those baggers you know it's, it's been going on here and there for a bit and i'd love to have him back on the show uh after this and uh, let us know uh you know how, how wonderful it was but uh boy wade and i were looking at a picture of the thing and you know, um, there was a many, many years ago uh, called Formula USA back in uh, 1990, and I was at Willow Springs, and all them boys run the GSXR 1100s, uh, the 1000s, uh, Turbo Two Strokes. Uh, they all ran one bunch of brung, and they had turbos and everything. It's basically, they all ran. I have videotapes of it, but they all ran fucking hard, and it was really a form of the USA rung what you brung whatever you had you raced it you know so it was great stuff and uh so Wade and I are looking at the spagger, and it's just like what's that Wade and we're looking at the side and there's this cone thingy on this this thing and
1: that's the you... turbo it's, it's
0: a... a turbo right there that's what, exactly what that is look at that that's a turbo <laughs> that is a turbo so I don't know Hawk maybe it's like yeah, yeah, run what they you brung they have different rules well um Boy, uh, that's exciting. I mean, one of the pictures I saw in the face of a book was like uh, his rear wheel was, uh, you know, letting out smoke. But uh, that would totally explain that. Yeah,
1: so, yeah it's running good. It's running, it's yeah, running hard. Yeah. they got to do something to get horsepower out of those things. It's, yeah. That's great.
0: It's awesome. So. Uh,
1: that really makes it.
0: I guess, uh, next weekend in Sonoma, uh, December 11th and 12th, they're gonna have some races. Uh, I should probably have looked that up, but uh, I'll do that before the next uh session out here. And uh, so anyway, Hawkins is running pilot, uh, number 121, Nowoski Extreme, uh, performance bagger. And uh, we looked at them pictures, you know, boy, you know, that's a GP of baggers, man. Holy moly, looks really, really cool, and uh, uh. Definitely, uh, really, really have fun on that, man. You are, you are, you are. Yeah, rock on, rock on for sure. So, uh, talking about that, you know, Hawk Masada does the motocamp. camp, and uh, on his off time from being a badass, uh, you know, bagger racer, uh, he's running the 2022 uh, Kids Motocross Series. So, they'll have, uh, you know, six races, three different tracks, three weekends. You know, of course, always nice stuff, trophies, and all that good stuff. And, you know, every time he goes out, he makes a great time of it. There's barbecues, there's, you know, possibly a band. And he tries to take care of uh, everyone involved, make everyone have a good time doing that. So, uh, so for 2002, uh, 2002, uh, Get ready, get your bikes ready because February is around the corner. You got to rebuild it in your garage. So, uh, February 12th and 13th, uh, Hakwanzada is having the motocamp, March 5th and 6th, and March 26th, 27th. They're going to be uh, six races, three different uh, tracks, and uh, three weekends. So, yari uh, yari. Yar, we'll have them on the show uh, hopefully soon. And, uh, yar, uh good luck out there on the Extreme Performance Bagger Series, uh, December 11th and 12th in Snowma Races. Yari yari. Cheers, Hakwanzada. Yari are. Anyways, we're going to take a break for a second and put on some music. Yeah, Wade cut on that. No. Uh, apparently we're out of the last record.
2: Curious. <laughs> You're trying hard to play (laughs)
5: So mm-hmm.
0: dave are you on the air
6: yeah
0: can you hear me yeah i made the work again well wow, it's two for two tonight <laughs> well you know it's like uh yeah i have a, a weird relationship with this studio here hey you're here with uh wade uh, boyd here and uh, myself alex and uh welcome to our show <laughs>
6: well thanks for having me hey Wade, what's going on dude right, right on right good
0: yeah we were just talking about actually uh the baja international tourist cup and uh you know how the straight was and such and uh yeah well uh um, Boy, uh, I, you, I've looked you up a little bit, and uh, you ran the AFM for a number of years, yeah?
6: Yeah, um, this is my third year as a uh, white plate, so uh, this is my fourth year racing in general.
0: Nice. Uh, what what type of bikes have you been running?
6: Uh, BMW S1000R. Uh, since I decided to start racing, that's when I bought a 2016 s1000r and started racing that because it was the most comfortable bike for me at the time still is so i actually got a new one
0: too so holy bully! so uh, you know just out of the box you, you started on 1000
6: yeah
0: wow that's a that's a pretty big deal you know a lot of folks start in sport or smaller and other such and uh yeah so that says a lot for the bike and uh, your abilities
6: yeah it's it, you know, a lot of people are like, well, what do I start out on? You know, 300 or 400, 600. And then people bag on people for riding 1,000s for their first bikes and stuff, too. But, um, I mean, I have a motocross background, you know, riding dirt bikes growing up. So, um, my first street bike actually was a CBR 1,000RR.
0: Nice. Wade's got one of those. Yep. <laughs> Wade's yeah. got a nice, nice. Uh, which was like uh, yeah, 2005. Yeah, I still
6: got that thing, too. Yeah.
0: Cool. Yeah, Awesome, yeah, yeah. And uh, so uh, that being said, uh, looks like uh, you've also uh, ran uh, Carters at the track.
6: Yeah, um, Sam and Stu, um, who you know we'll talk about later with them, the Mexico races and stuff. But uh, we're all instructors with Carters, and I've been on staff with Carters for three years now. Oh, right and, on. Uh, yeah, I, I you know I rode with all the different track organizations, you know. Um, And Carter's, it was Kegwin's at the time, uh, just really caught my eye with all the instructors and how talented they all were. And and it's it's very well known that uh, you're a good rider if you're a Carter's instructor. Like, they don't just let anybody on. Um, So um, that was my goal at that point was to become a Carter's instructor because they were known as, you know, some of the best riders out there. So um, just started riding with them and all the time made friends with all the instructors and then... Told Jesse that was my goal eventually, you know, and whatever I got to do to to be considered as an instructor with them eventually, and then eventually I did catch Jesse's eye and um, put an orange vest on me and put me to work. So, and here I am.
0: Well, that's a big honor, and that's really, really cool. I didn't know Carter's was Kegwin's, and at a at a different time, you know. Let's, let's call in Dave, and let's let's totally just talk about completely Carter's at the track, and uh, how everything works out that way in your new schedule. I I know a lot of uh for the two thousand twenty two, a lot of people are, are getting their schedules together, and that that'd be really cool to 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 hear. Actually, you are. Um, yeah, um, yeah,
6: we don't have our, sch- our schedule published yet, but Jesse normally does it like right around right before christmas um but it kind of puts the pressure on when all the other track companies start posting their days for the next year and then everybody else is like well when is carter's going to do it and then jesse kind of puts it out there but i he's from what i understand still solidifying a few things but, Well, that's uh, you
0: know whenever you get your stuff done i mean um, we've had a, a few of the track day boys here uh well track days fun track days and yeah um uh, apex assassins and yeah we've we've had uh, you know uh, anyone could come on our show and you know definitely promote their program uh here you know at racers alley and so yeah whenever you get ready you know just give me a holler on that and that would be awesome you know um but anyways who
6: from apex assassins did you have on the show which one who who from apex assassins did you have on the show
0: um i don't know if we had him on yet um i had okay, one okay richard boys.
6: richard's gonna be on with you guys soon
0: um again i'd have to look into that uh we okay. ended up having being off the show for a second but i've ran out of actually the track days and stuff like that i try to put everyone's schedule out there that type of thing um you know just try and be nice and spread the word out for everyone
6: that's
0: awesome um i heard the san pedro material hill climb uh you were 16th overall as far as second superbike on the uh, s1000 rr um 16th overall uh Yeah, as far as the the numbers go down, but you were second on Superbike at 15 minutes. Yeah, I was actually
6: third overall. Um, The only two that beat me were Mark Miller and uh, Eric Wilson, who are both Isle of Man racers.
0: Oh, okay. Well, I shall uh, uh, scratch that one off, and uh, sorry (laughs) about that. I'm just going off the list I see, and I just count down to the names, and yeah, sorry about that. Well, you were third overall, uh, second Superbike, and uh, yeah, that was awesome. How did you feel about doing that hill climb?
6: Oh, the hill climb was amazing. You know, it's, it's more like, uh, going out for like a Saturday or Sunday ride with your boys through, you know, skyline or through some kind of mountains or something like that, you know, just canyon carving and, but it was, you know, a timed event and the road was amazing. I mean, Pedro did an excellent job, you know, blocking off 18 miles of road. You know, it's pretty hard to sanitize that big of a course, um, um, but uh, I I really enjoyed that. It's like as soon as we did our first run, I was like, wow, this road is just truly amazing. You know, it's in the beginning of it, there's a little bit of sand. And then towards the top of it, too, there's a little bit of sand as well. But other than that, like the track, the, the road surface was great. Uh, it really flowed and it was fast. So um, it was kind of nice to just go back to my roots of just being a street rider, you know, because it's different from the track. I mean, the track is the same, you know, 15 corners or whatever over and over again, where this one's just... I still don't remember half of the road, and I'm gonna have to review some of my footage for next year when I come back. (laughs) Um, But uh, because there's a lot to learn, you know? I mean, I I didn't realize how much it would be to learn, you know, and I kind of wish that I studied the Carlin Dunn a little bit before I went out there just to actually get like an idea of what it was. But just went out and just, you know, our goal was don't crash, you know, have fun and don't come in last place. Like that's, you know, whenever I do something for the first time, that's basically my, my goal. And we kind of crush that, you know?
0: Well, so. I mean, for sure. I mean, uh, racing's racing. I mean, uh, Dave, is this your first road race? Have you, have you yes. ever done? Okay. Yeah, that was my first road race. So, I mean, you got to get your head around that, but I mean, there were, there were definitely, we had, um, um, well, uh, all types of racers there and, uh, you know, some have done the Isle of Man and other, other races as well. And, uh, what's, what's interesting, you know, it's once you get your head around it, like you said, um, to me, you know, when I looked at the videos and such, it's like mine's road and such, uh, you know, I have my local roads here that I grew up on and you kind of get back, like you said, into those roots where you kind of like, and where you said you kind of forgot things, you were actually squirting. You were taking care of like five different turns and just making into a straightaway. But, uh, yeah, it's, like, a, you look forward to coming in next year?
6: Oh, definitely. So this year was, you know, more just to put the feelers out to see if I'd even like the road racing and to see, like, what it's all about, you know, the format of it and, and bike setup and stuff. So um, originally, I mean, I'm kind of backtracking on this, but originally I had my 2016 um set up for this event. Um, suspension and the gearing and everything, too. It was going to be much more of what I'm going to run next year on my bike. But unfortunately, my title got lost in the mail, and I didn't get it yeah. until the day after we left. So um, on literally when we were leaving, I ran back home because um, I went to the DMV and I couldn't get any paperwork. Went back home, and I grabbed my 2020. And that one's you know a very stiff setup, set up for Thunder Hill. Um, so you know, I'm running 11.0 springs in the front and pretty much 11.0, 11.2 in the rear, which the beamers, the linkage is different. So the spring rates are different, but I was running very stiff setup. Um, so it, that was also an experience as well, running a bike that was basically felt like it was a hard tail
0: out You're there. Bouncing everywhere. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I've had that experience, uh, uh, a million years ago. I got a, A guy uh, called Big H's bike over at the Manx GP, and uh, he outweighed me by probably at least 50 pounds at least 60 big old boy but yeah i was bouncing all over the place over at the isle of man just because it's yeah you can put a bag of rocks in your backpack and that's all you can really do but uh you know just point and shoot and you know bob's your uncle from there but uh yeah i'm glad you're you're excited about coming you know uh go, going back next year you know it'd be nice to make it a bigger event and uh you know as far as uh, you know we had a lot of uh, folks here from you know america uh, go actually to the races and uh, i i was really proud of that actually and uh I, you know i, I want to think uh, I, I wasn't able to go this year but uh you know pedro valdez valdez i'm sure he did a great job
6: <laughs> yeah definitely yeah so i mean would you be planning on doing it next year
0: oh myself yeah uh i'll be planning on trying to get back out racing again as well and uh you know uh getting back out there in in general so i I hope to actually see you out there in the afm but you're always welcome here uh to call here at you know at racers alley and go over anything like i said we'll we'll get together soon and let's talk about carters and uh you know have a nice jar about that and uh, let us know what you're doing uh, next year uh we're basically a sounding board for you know anything that has to do with racing and whatever you want to talk about really okay sounds good yeah, was there anyone you wanna thank and all that for Dave for going out there and uh, having a great time?
6: Um, well, for the hill climb, um, you know, it's it's always nice to go on with these adventures with good friends, you know, that you know you can trust and you guys all kinda understand how each other operate, you know, and so Stu and Sam Gloss, Stuart Clotworthy and Sam Gloss, uh, was kinda I wanna thank them for you know, they really helped take care of me because I actually got uh, Montezuma's revenge. Which, if you don't know what that is, it's yar, yar. Uh, uh, yeah, 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 the bacteria no, no. in the Mexican water. Yeah, you know, my last night. So oh, I was, no. Yeah, I was in a lot of pain for like a week, but specifically our drive back, Sam and Stu basically took care of everything while I just kind of cried in the back.
0: So. Oh, well, they were on our <laughs> show last week, and uh, you know I'll definitely give them a shout out. Yeah, okay. uh, yeah, they, they were, yeah, they mentioned that, and yeah, you know I was, that's a whole in story, but uh, yeah, Dave, that's a, that's a harsh one, but uh, I'm glad you still got out and uh, you know had a good time and want to go back. Yeah.
6: <laughs> Yeah, for and, sure. Uh, and then also uh, the Barker brothers, you know James and Kristen Barker. Um, they yeah. they helped take care of us with housing and stuff like that too for the the road race, which was awesome. And that's when you know and that's when I got to you know meet Wade and Eric um, as well. So it's like it was pretty cool to share one compound with all these guys and really get to know each other, you know. And that was that was awesome. So I want to thank those two for that as well. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna I gotta get them
1: on the show. you are gonna try to do the same thing next year too. It's, oh yeah,
6: I'm down. So
1: <laughs> whatever deal those guys get, yeah, we got to go with it. That's they—they they are totally not top-notch. It's,
6: I mean, I couldn't imagine a better compound than what we had. Because, wow.
1: Yeah, exactly.
6: Yeah, I mean, even Pedro afterwards were like, "This is perfect." So We got everybody that was racing to this compound, and then had the award ceremonies there as well so no kidding. Like this place was absolutely perfect
1: yeah exactly i thought so too
0: that's awesome so the, yeah for yeah. sure for sure yeah i'll try and get him on the show and for sure uh yeah we'll go over that as well that's that's great yeah. <laughs> right on right on I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed racing down there and uh i hope you can promote that you know more and let's get some road racing going you know and uh i hope to meet you out there soon you know uh at some of these tracks somewhere you know yeah,
6: I'll of be, course it would be nice
0: yeah, yeah. Right on, Dave. And uh, like I said, call back soon, or I'll I'll I'll, uh, I'll throw it out when I see you guys have a, a, a schedule out there, and uh, you know I'll invite you back on the show. Okay. that yeah, Sounds good. Right on. Right on. And uh, yeah, thanks for being on the show. Yeah. Oh, right thanks on. for having
6: me. That's it? You uh, done with me after 11 minutes?
0: Oh, oh, oh. oh no. Let's <laughs> oh, talk more. You know, you, let's, what, what you got? What you want? <laughs> oh,
6: no, I was just saying. Um, all right. Well, um, have you have any yeah, questions I guess will talk for us. to you
1: soon. Uh, no.
6: No, I just, because, you know, the hill climb was one thing, and then the road race, which was a totally different event, was, like, a whole different thing. We didn't
1: hardly talk about yeah. that, so go ahead. Yes. Yeah.
6: So, well, okay. Well, since I'm, you know, since I'm still here. You got, you got as
0: long <laughs> as you want. Usually people are glad to get off the air. You're awesome.
6: <laughs> well, up. no, the road race. So Pedro, you know, he's, he's the mastermind behind all this. So it's, he's not only a good organizer, but he's also a good politician to get, you know, the government on board, to get National Guard to help block everything off for us, and then to actually scope out which roads would be the best, you know, for this type of event. And you know, so you got to give it up to Pedro. This guy has really thought it through, and he's he's making a dream come true. And this is going to be something. Once this starts, you know, getting ground and people start finding out about it, this is going to be a truly amazing event. But yeah. so it's pretty cool to be a part of the first time doing. it. You know, the hill climb. This is the fourth one, but the road race. This is the first one ever. You know, so it was a trip to be a part of that. Um, but, um, I, and it's kind of funny, all the little things that happened, like there was even a guy that, you know, came out on grid and was like speaking poems to everybody and singing a song, you know, and everybody's like, dude, like this is a race, get off the grid, you know? <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, then, and the bus Which, came along and he hopped
6: on. <laughs> yeah. And then he hopped on the bus and he was on his way. You know, that guy just was a poet, but, um, it, so it's like seeing things like that is just a total trip. And we're, we were a part of the first one, you know, but. Like, the the night before, because, unfortunately, two of our friends hit guardrails um, and crashed, and so we were repairing bikes, and then also Crispin's, his his fuel pump went bad, so they were actually redoing the fuel pump. We were working on bikes all day Friday. Yeah. Um, And so, um, Wade, Eric, Sam, and I, um, all, just before sunset, jumped on our bikes to go ride this road for the first time. Well, it was my first time riding this road. Wow. I got to tell you, I was... When we rode around this road, I was like, man, there's potholes and, there's, you know, all <laughs> I've these been things there. filled in. There's dirt everywhere. Like, I'm like, holy crap, this is going to be nuts. Like, this is, it's probably one of, it was the most gnarly road that I've ridden a motorcycle on, let alone I've raced on it now, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, and that's one of the things with road racing, you know, compared to, like, say, racing on the racetrack, it's like, okay, well, you can figure out where the apex is and where your exit and, you know, entrances and tr- trail break and all that stuff, where on the road racing, it's more or less, it's not always, that's not always true, it's, well, where are the bumps the smoothest, or where is there not any sand, or, you know, things like that nature that are more natural things that we, we sanitize in, in the track environment, so which I, I don't know with Isle of Man, I think they also clean their streets and stuff, too, but from what I understand, they're not the smoothest surfaces, though, right? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And but, they can get wet or rainy sometimes. But this is
1: Mexico, <laughs> and this is the first time out. Yeah. They, they, yeah. The, the track was actually smoother. Or somebody cleaned it off before we actually ran.
0: So I heard. Oh. And they, they were filling potholes but, and such. But, and
1: Yeah. But, but, but yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: D- Dave, you know... Uh, you hit the nail on the head on, you know, everything, you know, especially is, you're basically, like you said, canyon riding. Uh, I used to do this on Mines Road and everywhere up north and down south, uh, depending it, where I was banned or not. But, uh, yeah, when you do back canyon roads, do the fastest you can possibly can. You, you, you're, you're trying to like, um, see ahead. If you can see ahead, you can squirt fast. If you can't, you got to kind of like judge where you're at and you're around, so the analytics are are, are much greater than they are yeah, if you're on, a, on, a, on a on a track where you can kind of have a three dimensional view the analytics on a on a on a canyon road racing are like you know fifty dimensional view i mean you're 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 dealing with a lot of other things and trying to actually basically um how do you say, ignore the fact that everything around you is trying to kill you and concentrate on the line that you want to go on and go as fast as you can yeah, right? that's true <laughs> you know, there's a big picture out there but you want to do is concentrate not on the rocks or the cliff or the off cliff or the, you know, everything else that you can run into, you just want to concentrate on the best way in
6: and out, right? <laughs> yeah, definitely Yeah, it's which is a trip, you know, it changes the whole vibe of it all too and honestly, I loved it, it was It was different because it's one of the things with racing too is just I've been debating on quitting racing in general um, over the last year and a (laughs) half just because I've had so many crashes and mechanicals and, you know, I've had a lot of these problems and it's like, man, I keep racing to come in fourth and fifth place and things like that, you know, or even like freaking tenth place. And I'm like, why am I spending all my money and putting myself in this much danger for racing? You know, and in the beginning, it was more like fun, right, with my friends. It was like competition. It was like we're expanding, we're growing as riders, you know. So I've been kind of looking for something different to kind of like spark the fire for me. And like these events, I kind of feel like it has, you know. So I'm I'm really excited about it. But not only that, too, it also kind of sparked a little fire in me again, too, for like Moto America and stuff. So like next year, I'm going to be doing three rounds. I'm going to be doing the Laguna Ridge and Barber. Wow. Rounds for that's nice. um, Moto America, but, uh, and CVMA and AFM and some CRA. And then also, you know, they're racing at Laguna next year too, CRA and AFM. Yeah. Uh, AFMs
0: actually. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. They are. Yeah, it's pretty, yeah, really
6: CRA cool. CRA is as well. So it's like, it's pretty cool to see that. I mean, I kind of wish Sonoma was in there somewhere, but that's probably not going to happen until they repave the surface.
0: Or they call and it so. Cheers Point, and then we'll just go back.
1: yeah maybe huh yeah
0: yeah that's it that's it yeah that's awesome you know um, you kind of uh, you're now a road racer so you kind of like hooked on a different thing which is really really cool like i said i've always wanted to go back and i will go back to the manx gp god damn it uh but now we have a whole (laughs) bunch of racing here which is really, yeah. really cool. And uh hopefully David will get another Argentina back out there in Copina now that you know, they're doing Kane and up here uh with yeah. you know, the Baja International Tourist Cup and the San Pedro Hill climb. I mean, you yeah, are. Um I don't see it really going on in like, you know, America anytime soon, you know, but uh yeah, we'll 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 see you know maybe someone will buy a town or something yeah uh, uh, yeah. (laughs) you are but uh dave you know i'm glad you really really enjoyed it and and the fact of the matter is um yeah it's a different ball game it's pure um you can go around all days in circles i mean i spent my last three years racing and kind of didn't finish all three years but i'm gonna go back back out there again i got a 99 r1 and yeah. So next year will be a whole new year, and I plan on racing all at AFM and try and get out there down south as well with those boys, and uh, get Racers Alley going. So I, I have the race bikes, and I have a truck. So my plan next year is to to go actually racing, and uh, get get out there again. I mean. Um, Without racing, I'm you know, just sitting here, just kind of slowly dying, and uh, we'll be able to go back to the San Pedro Montirio Hill Climb and the Baja International Tourist Cup, as well as, you know, try to get back out there in the Manx. But uh, those are my personal goals, and uh, yeah, you know, uh, just race because you wanna, you know. Yeah, that's
6: awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Man, what else do we work for? You know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know. Race motorcycles. <laughs>
0: right? Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So anyhow, um all right, so what's your next event?
6: Um CVMA in January.
0: All right, so off for a little bit and uh yeah, I guess shit, that's a where are we in December? <laughs> yeah, they right now, I, <laughs> yeah, they have another round right now. Not even off.
6: Yeah, I have another round right now, but I broke a couple fingers pretty good a few days ago, so I'm just gonna let that heal and then commit to doing January. So
0: all right, well, take care of the fingers. What were you doing? Yeah. God damn it. Yeah, Dirt you know, bike and riding? I
6: wasn't even riding a motorcycle. It was literally closing a door, and I just didn't <laughs> remove my hand from that door. Oh,
4: yeah. God damn it. <laughs> I'm in there. <laughs> yeah, I'm
0: in there. So it's like, those are your fingers. Yeah, sticking you know, people in there.
6: talk about how dangerous a motorcycle and stuff can be, but man just walking sometimes is yeah. dangerous walking and just, talking yeah <laughs> you like all these things you know so uh,
0: but yeah you, are, you are. so anyhow um right on uh great to have you on the show and um geez uh yeah i guess we got. oh
6: man i wasted 21 of your minutes now
0: no this is awesome <laughs> you are awesome dude you're awesome awesome and i'm really glad that you you really appreciate actually uh going down a canyon at speed And having to adjust your lines, you know, just earlier, you know, uh, uh, Andrew was saying the same thing. It's just like, um, uh, well, I mean, I kind of understand that. But, yeah, I mean, you're you're kind of, uh, road racing has a little bit of motocross in it. You know, you got to kind of like uh, do body English, do get up, get down, uh, move in, move out, you know, uh, get your ass off the seat, uh, absorb. You know, at the aisle, I, I wasn't on the seat a whole lot, especially when I had this guy's uh, uh, Big H's bike. I mean, I was just tossed left, right, and sideways. I mean, uh, but, you know, it's just like I've never been on such a powerful and just wonderful-sounding bike. This thing just like, wah, you know, it just ate up fucking you know, time and space, you know, so yeah. when I That's saw awful. it, I was just like, wah, you know. But otherwise, I mean... It was just a bucking horse and stuff. And, uh, yeah, now that you know, you know, next year you'll just be able to adjust accordingly, you know. And oh, yeah. uh, a lot of that has to do with tire pressure as well. You know, I think, uh, you know. But, anyways, Yar, we'll talk about that later sometime. Maybe meet you at the track and all that good stuff.
6: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I'll definitely call back in and talk about more about the road race and stuff next time. The Carter's Track Day. Awesome. next for next year, too. So. Well you have so, another yeah, to believe it or not, I was actually winning the road race. I was eight seconds ahead and then I thought I had a flat tire. So oh no fell over. Yeah.
0: Oh What, but, uh, what when do you feel that? Hmm? Were, were you just squirting about or did you did you feel uh, you know Yeah you know, as I a pilot you definitely you know
6: Well, I was going faster, so um, my lines were changing a little bit and I kept hitting the sand. And I kept feeling like the tire was stepping out and squirming. Um, and in the practices before, I started seeing chunks missing of my tire um, ah. from, you know, hitting projectiles <laughs> on the road and stuff. Gotcha. So it was in my head, oh, man, I might pop a tire. So yeah, yeah, And the bike was squirming really bad, hitting the sand. And then also because I picked up my pace, my tires were starting to get pretty hot, too, and my tire pressure was too low in general. So I definitely felt the tire flexing which made me think even more that my tire was flat. So I ended up pulling over on the last lap um, at the top of the hill. Check that, because, you know, it's, it's Mexico. E eat.
0: eat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go, give it a good kick and got back on the bike.
6: Yeah, I looked at it, and I went, okay, I'm, everything's fine. I looked at it, because we took the shock off. We were trying to change the springs, but I didn't bring the proper tools. So um, I wasn't able to change the spring to a much more appropriate spring rate. But, um yeah, it was, it was a trip, and to think that I was even anywhere near the ballpark of, like, Eric Wilson, you know, who's a seasoned TT racer, you know, um, that was a trip. But, yeah, I actually, boom, the first lap I was eight seconds faster, and then he got into his groove, but I still had a few-second lead. But, and every lap I was consistently getting faster, too, so I can't wait to go back next year and, and really show what I can do properly set up and actually know the track, you know, so I'm excited for that.
0: That's awesome. We're all excited for that, actually. And, you know, Pedro is listening to this, and I'm sure he's smiling. Yarr, yarr. Cheers, Pedro. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yarr, yarr. So we'll all keep in touch. And uh, for sure, uh, yeah, uh, call in again. And uh, thanks for calling in, Dave. I gotta, uh, yeah,
6: thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it.
0: Anytime, yeah. brother.
6: Yarr, yarr. All right, let's, let's have beer soon, Wade. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> right on, right on. All right, guys, take it
2: easy. <laughs> Cheers, guys. All right. All right. <laughs>
0: Back. Thanks for listening to Races Alley here at uh, Mutiny Radio in the heart of the mission. And R, thanks Dave Thomas for calling in. Andrew Gower is calling in as well. Man, it was great to hear your uh, opinions and uh, great stories as far as uh, racing over at the San Pedro bateau Hill Climb and the Baja International Tourist Cup. And I hope to hear from you both in the future. yeah it, it was a good time actually. And uh, I seem to, like, uh, almost make this whole studio work for a second myself. And, uh, yeah, all right. So I'm going to be signing off. Thanks for listening to Meet Me Radio here at the uh, Heart of the Mission and uh, Racers Alley. And, uh, yeah, and uh, cheers. And let's see if I can make that work again. Yeah.
4: up for willie nelson that's how good he was oh, oh wow willie. yeah nice. so it's just like oh man like i feel like i feel like everybody should do stand-up at least, oh, at least once. at least one that
7: makes sense yeah
4: or improv or something you know like you're going improv just to be a better human being because growing up in the city i wasn't a good human being i was a, a monster i'm not gonna lie and then when comedy came into my life it saved me and i feel like everybody should do something that's funny or entertaining I don't it, it doesn't have to be comedy. It could be music. It could be dancing. It could be a right. uh, techie. I don't know what it is. Creativity.
7: Some, yes. Creativity mm-hmm. is a healing constructive.
4: It, it's true. And it's
8: very tool. true. Yeah. And then they take the arts out of schools. Don't get me started on that. Oh, yeah, and they so replaced them with metal detectors. Metal detectors. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry though.
7: We got the top-notch, top-notch metal detectors. I don't know why I turned this into like a fucking sh- Chicago.
8: They're like, we need more engineers. That's what we need to crank out of these factory schools. Fuck the arts. (laughs) So annoying. So annoying. But, um, okay, so what was your next step? Like, you go on stage right out of jail Mm -hmm. on the Purple Onion. You totally kill it. And then you're like, what's your next move? Does your god brother kind of, like, guide you through the next thing? Yeah, he kind of, he did a little
4: bit. uh, And that's funny because we did the, went to school to do stand-up. And I took some classes. and. Yeah, yeah. It, it helped, but I, 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 feel like you just need to get on the stage. Right. And then Tony Sparks School was of like, life. "Hey, so just keep, keep doing this." Yeah. And I thought he was lying because you know I grew up with some real hustlers. Like, man, what? stop, stop gassing me. Stop, you know. Stop, right. You know, whatever, dude. You don't need to fake it, you know. And he's like, "No, you're. I'm serious. You are flatterers." Yeah, yeah. Basically, I was like, "Man, get out of my face, bro." Let me. Hundred percent. But Tony was so serious. Like, give me hugs, and I was broke i was homeless so he gave me like free food stage time and he was when i saw him yesterday i I had to give him a hug that's right he was at a last night right
7: and he destroyed the room yeah that was great i was there too
4: oh yeah you were oh yeah yeah
7: he destroyed the parklet yeah, he I mean, just stru- he, he that just park destroyed the roof. Blown up. Holy shit!
8: Raise the roof off of the parklet. Ooh, that's not that hard, I guess. I fellas. don't want to ruin his pit, but he's like,
4: <laughs> "Fuck these raccoons in the city." I was like, "Yes." Yeah. Oh
8: my god, those raccoons will tear you apart, man. I'm not Very worried about funny. coyotes as bad as raccoons. <laughs> yeah. They gang up on you. Yeah,
7: and you know, what? unlike coyotes, raccoons have nothing to lose.
8: Yeah. <laughs>
7: Coyotes have portfolios. Coyotes have a lot of important <laughs> they real have estate jobs,
8: helping people jobs. across the border. Absolutely. I mean, they're <laughs> nice. working animals. Coyotes. Yeah. C-c-c. Wow. Know. No, those raccoons. One time, I went camping. <laughs> Holy fuck! I just
7: can't wait for this story. Ready?
8: Uh-huh. Oh, no, I love camping. Right. So I'm out camping, and I I did like a solo. Well, so there was like a retreat center. I was doing like a, a meditation retreat. I, we were talking about meditation earlier, and how and Chris, how I can't do it. Christy can't <laughs> okay. do it. And I'm like, I'm pretty good at it, to be honest. I have a, I have a very still center. But anyway. Um, yeah, still, still
7: waters walking. run deep. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
8: yeah, I'm very that centered. I'm very in the now. Uh-huh. But um, I went camping. So I was, at a, I was at a meditation retreat. And the option was you could like sleep in the retreat center, or you could camp. It was beautiful <laughs> around there. I was like, I'm camping. And I was the only one. So I like brought my tent, pitched it out, and then I okay, like sorry. brought my um, food with me, and I forgot like you're not supposed to have food like if you're oh, r- shit. like shit wild- It was kind of wildernessy. Yeah,
7: you it, just brought it with you. You
8: could attract the animals. And then like I heard this like gang of raccoons, they were loud, and they're like, <sighs> and then so I get my flashlight out, and you know like bounces yeah. off of their eyes, right? And they just look like at you with these devil eyes, and they're like, yeah, like they're like twenty
7: beady eyes,
8: rabid rac. And I, I was like, oh shit! So I gotta like took all my food and just like it into the ravine and I was like Enjoy, into the bitches. ravine oh, I'm not having to
7: hell with you
4: <sighs> raccoons that's Wait, do scary you really, like meditate do you like like chant, or are you just are you quiet and you stay still or what do you, or do you play music what do you do like I've care. done
8: all of it I've done all TM. of it I'm a super like yoga I Transcendental do all that. meditation I've worked my chakras I'm like one of those like will, new you, age-y will, will you work white my guys. chakra will you
7: help me my I chakra has been you. unemployed for 34 years and I need <laughs> my chakras to work <laughs>
8: First, what you do is you put on some Chakra-con music. <laughs> <laughs> you start feeling the groove. You get that r- root lock. Root lock. Mm-hmm. That's where you, like, tense up your um, butthole taint area. Oh,
4: this is true.
8: Yeah, yeah. No, I know what I'm talking about.
7: <laughs> I don't know, but I'm, I'll am i Google butthole taint area, and I'm sure the first <laughs> result will be about chakras and meditation. Yes. I'm sure of it.
8: I have my own, like, down-home version of all that. Dippy dippy stuff. Because, you know, that's why I came to San Francisco for Virginia. I was like, where do I, I was like? I know I don't want to stay in West Virginia. Where can I go? Mm. And I was like, San Francisco. And I was like, maybe I'm gay. We'll figure it
7: out. <laughs> Along the way.
8: Yes. But yeah, like tie dye, all that stuff.
7: Oh white. That's so funny. So white. I, I remember the first time I saw my first tie dye t shirt. <laughs> I was 12 and I got very curious. And that's when I knew. That's when I knew I had to
4: leave West Virginia.
8: I'm going to San Francisco.
4: I, no, but I love meditating. Yeah. Actually, yeah, because uh, my uh, my godfather teaches hapkido, and it's a lot of Korean meditation. And it's a, we worry about our dantian, or you know, the yeah. belly button. the hara. Yeah, the, the hara. But there's different names. right? The, yeah. you know, we focus on the belly button, the breathing, and you gather your energy. Breath of fire. Yeah, fire and cold. La la. And mm. the thing I'm still trying to get out of my system and it's a good thing and a bad thing. And this was their thing. Don't be too happy, don't be too sad. Right. Mm-hmm. Because when you're happy it's like a sugar rush. <gasps> oh my god. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, attachment. Oh, yeah, and when you're Stoicism. sad you're like, "Oh my heart." And I, I experienced all these things I'm like Damn, my heart hurts. I'm sad. Oh, I'm too happy. I'm tired. Ah, you know, crazy, right? <laughs> where's yeah. you yeah. out? Yeah, and it does. Yeah. So and it's and it's weird because I do stand-up comedy. I have to make people laugh, but I have to be happy.
8: Yeah, and to do that,
4: and we all know comics. We're all not all, but most of us are. You don't have to be s- happy, s- but you s- have nice. to at
7: least have enough energy to to fucking set aside. <laughs> Unless your thing is, I want to depress the shit out of everyone, and they're gonna laugh at it. And there's comics out there. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. but that's not your sh- your Oh shape. no, yeah. Nah,
4: I could. It depends on my mood, but no. But like, I'm trying to figure out my balance. Right. And yeah. then when I get my balance, of course, the universe is like, not nah, not today. Push! damn! I had my center. Damn it!
7: Uh, Oh, that's funny. That's interesting too. I've I've been thinking a lot about energy as well. I'm, I'm trying to open my mind a little more beyond facts and the provable universe. But like, I don't I don't want to. I feel like I'm a very negative person, and people are like, "That's not true. You're so bubbly." Blah blah blah. And I'm like, "Oh no no no! I'm very negative." And but I also just don't want to leave. People with negative energy leave a negative impression. Yeah. So that's like different. If you're just spending your whole set complaining about shit and being like, I can't stand fresh air. I want to go inside. End COVID now. (laughs) Then people are just like, oh, cool. I don't know why. I just became so, Frank Costanza from – I've no, a lot the, of problems with you people.
8: How much time have you spent in New York? Because you you super give off I the New 5. I watched
7: all Sheinfeld. Thank you.
8: You've never been to New York City? Of
7: course I've been to New York okay, City. Okay, all all right. I've all not right. lived there, though.
8: But you've visited.
7: I've only been
8: there once. The energy there is so crazy. I can't sleep when I'm in New York City. I'm just like, like there's too much to fucking do. Uh, yeah, speaking of energy, everything. like –
7: So do you feel like? Oh, sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. Do you feel like um, when you have your energy thrown off, or when you feel thrown off after meditation, do you feel like you have a different impression on the audience?
4: Uh, yes and no. But I go with it. That's what life has taught me. Like, yeah, I went like for an example. I did the crime. I have to do the time. It's with the audience. Well, they're gonna interrupt. (laughs) And now I have to rhyme. Yeah, basically, I gotta get up there and deal with it. Deal with it, right? Nope. If, if I could deal with the police, I can deal with an audience member. I don't care. Let's Yes. Roll. And then if it's a bad show. <laughs> Unless
7: there are cops in the audience. Oh, I have. I called him out. Like, you're an
4: undercover cop. you like,
8: I can oh, smell shit, it on really? you.
4: That is undercover so cop. What did he know? do?
8: Was he like, uh. Oh.
4: He was like, no, I'm not. I'm like, shut up. I know. Just let me see that badge. And then like he went like. Are Whoa. you serious? I, like, oh, I, I know it. I know it. And they was like, ah. That's crazy. pretty great.
8: Wow. he was like, "Put the weed
4: down." But he was cool with it. He was like, "Whatever." I
8: He's did. like, "I'm here to enjoy he sh- myself." I am off-duty.
7: I want that off-duty cop who's <laughs> handing out the weed.
4: You want the off-duty cop. And then like the funny part is he brought donuts for us. That was what? The fun- yeah, it was. Uh, like, it was well, like a- dang. If you <laughs> yeah,
8: yeah, if you're yeah, yeah. a cop and you can't get free donuts <laughs> to everybody, like All what guys, like, what good are you? What good are you? Yeah. Good are you?
4: Yeah. It was a great show. And-, and this is SF. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, no, no. It was in Oakland. Oakland. And I could tell if you I could tell when people have guns walking i could tell being i'm like oh he he has something or a machete or something you know i I
7: can't even tell when people have biceps that's like i I, 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 i'm not good at that i'm like i don't know (laughs)
4: let
7: alone actual guns well
4: i grew up in the streets you know i could tell no absolutely i I can tell i I think you should give like a like a
7: like a short TED talk on like how to survive in the hood
4: and be funny a master
8: class in the hood
7: (laughs) yeah absolutely
8: absolutely making it and making it funny that just like you can do (laughs) comedy is good for any job description we
7: should start a like master class program yes but only for like street and hood shit